sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on March 22nd, 2015, on the basis of Isaiah 43, verses 16 through 24. Everyone needs a great story to tell. One of those stories that no matter how much time passes, you can always go back to. One of those stories that you can tell your kids and your grandkids for years and years to come. If you've been paying attention at all this past week, you know that just last night a group of young men from right here in Mount Horeb got their story. The boys' basketball team won the state championship. What a thrill, right? What an amazing event. What a great story that they have for the rest of their lives. But you know, even though something like that is kind of rare, and even though something like that might not ever happen to you and me, there is still hope. Maybe you've had something like this happen to you before. You go out to go golfing this summer, and it takes you 120 strokes to get back to the clubhouse. Not a very good day on the golf course. But there's that one amazing shot, that one miracle putt, and that's what you're going to talk about. That's your story. Or maybe you go out fishing one day, and you spend six straight hours in a boat without a single bite. But it's that one monstrous beast that ends up on your hook, that snaps your line in half even before you can get it into the boat. And even though it might have been just a big clump of weeds, that's what you're going to talk about, right? That's the story that you're going to tell. Or maybe you do play basketball, but you don't ever win a state championship. Maybe you don't even see a whole lot of playing time. But as long as there's that one shot that you make that wins the game, even if it's just two-on-two in the driveway, that's your story. That's what you're going to talk about. Everyone needs a story like that, something that, that no matter how many years pass, no matter how much time goes by, no matter how bad things get, you can always point back and say with a smile on your face, you remember that time? Well, when it came to stories like that, the people of Israel really had one that takes the cake. And boy, did they need it. Because recently, things had not been going very well for the people of Israel. And by recently, I mean for about the last thousand years. For the last thousand years, things had only been going from bad to worse, down, 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 worse and worse and worse, and that's how things were going to continue for God's people. But they still had this one story that could make them forget about all their recent troubles. It's the kind of story that's so good that about 60 years ago, someone decided that they were going to make this big blockbuster movie out of it. In fact, there's a story so good that just this past year, someone else decided to do it again. Another movie about this story. It went something like this. Do you remember that time when God parted the waters of the Red Sea and allowed his people to walk across on dry land? Do you remember that time when all of Egypt's mighty armies, all of their chariots were crushed beneath the weight of that water as it came crashing down on them? 
you remember that time when God snuffed out all of Pharaoh's white hot rage against Moses and against Israel just as quickly and as easily as a five-year-old blows out the candles on his birthday cake. Do you remember that time? The exodus from Egypt. Now that was a story. And for the past thousand years, God's people had been going back again and again to that same story. But now, through the prophet Isaiah, the Lord says to his people, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. In other words, don't remember that time. And here's why. I'm going to do something new. And as great as the exodus from Egypt was, I am going to do something even better. You see, this prophecy that the Lord delivers here through Isaiah was actually intended for God's people after they had been taken off into exile in Babylon. At this point, God had made it clear that the Babylonians were going to come and invade Israel. They were going to ruthlessly conquer their cities and carry off their people to a foreign country. But God wanted them to know that he would not forget about them. And God wanted them to know that he was going to do something miraculous and powerful. He was going to bring them back from exile in Egypt. He was going to finish the job that he had set out to do, the job of of forming a people, a special people for his very own, the way that a potter sits down at his wheel and forms a jar out of clay. And when that happened, they in turn would sing God's praises. In other words, this would be their new story. This would be the story that they remember, not the exodus from Egypt. This would be the event that they would always have in mind whenever they said, do you remember that time? You know, I suppose that's, kind of the way it is with God, isn't it? I mean, when it comes to my life, I could probably pick out a handful of things that are are either so cool or just so unique that I would maybe with a fair degree of confidence say, boy, I don't think anything quite like that is ever going to happen to me again. But when it comes to our God, it's never that way. Never do God's people have to say, well, that's it. I guess that's the story that we're going to have to tell from now until the end of time because nothing like that is ever going to happen again. It wasn't that way when God brought his people out of Egypt and it wasn't even that way when God brought his people back from exile. I mean, come on, you know some of those stories, don't you? Remember the time when those poor, helpless newlyweds had to make that untimely journey miles from their home? Remember that time when that woman, and she a virgin, no less, gave birth to a son in a cattle stall? Remember that time when that son, now a man, walked on water, fed 5,000, cured the crippled, and healed every disease? Remember that time when he stepped into the ring? when he stepped into our ring to fight our enemy for us? 
Remember the time when that fight had him knocked out cold, flat on his back, breathless, lifeless for three whole days? Remember that time when, when just about when the ten count was up and the bell was about to ring, he got up off the mat? He stood up from the grave and he squashed the enemy's head under his foot. You remember that time? Remember that time when he adopted you into his family? When he changed your identity? When he changed your eternity in baptism? Remember that time when he saw you through childhood, through adolescence, through parenthood, through a midlife crisis, through retirement years, and he kept you strong in your faith through his powerful word? Remember that time when we started that church? That brand new church in that brand new place with just a few people? And everyone pitched in, everyone did their part, and God really blessed it. Do you remember that time? And friends, the really cool thing is that 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, it'll all be different. The stories we tell, the memories we recall, the praises of God that we offer will all be different because God never stops doing amazing things for his people. That's the first thing that we learned from this lesson today, that God's might never ends. And so God's people always have new stories to tell. So why do you suppose that we don't? Why do you suppose that we don't spend all of our time telling those stories? And here's what I mean by this. When we gather together here as God's people, like we've done today, why don't we spend every second of the time that we're together singing God's praises telling of all the wonderful things that God has done. Why do we instead take time, as we did today, to tell the unpleasant stories and to recall the bad memories, to stand before God and confess our sins? In fact, we're right in the middle of this season known as Lent, a season of the church year, a time of the year when we, when we actually focus on our sin a little bit more than usual when we contemplate why Jesus had to suffer and die on the cross for us. Is that just some old tradition that we feel obligated to follow? Is it some empty routine that, that we just go through every year? Is it, is it needless negativity that we don't need in our lives? Well, if you've ever had a great story to tell, you know that, that the more time passes and the more you tell that story, the more that story can take on a life of its own and the further it can get from reality. Eventually, that miracle putt that you made turns into an actual hole-in-one. Eventually, the fish that you caught that was this big is pretty soon is that big. Eventually, that shot that you made on the driveway is a shot that you made down at the Kohl Center in the state championship game, right? You tell those stories enough times and enough time passes and those stories... They take on a life of their own. And that's exactly what had happened with the people of Israel. Their stories started to sound like this. Hey, you remember that time when God chose Abraham to be the father of the entire 
Jewish nation, his chosen people. Well, guess what? I'm a descendant of Abraham, and so of course I'm part of God's family. So what if Abraham's hope and confidence were in God's promises and my hope and confidence is in my bloodline and my ancestry? Hey, you remember that time when God gave Moses all of those rules about the sacrifices that we're supposed to offer and all of those festivals that we're supposed to commemorate? Well, guess what? I I offer all of those sacrifices and I observe all of those festivals. So what if when I do, I'm just going through the motions? So what if I also happen to offer those same sacrifices to the false gods of the foreign nations around us? Hey, remember that time when God set up the temple in Jerusalem, in our capital city, when he made that the one place on the entire face of the earth where he comes and meets with his people? Well, guess what? I've been to that church. I've worshipped at that temple. So what if that temple is more like a marketplace now and, and not so much like a house of prayer? In fact, it got so bad as Jesus describes in this parable today where he talks about the tenants in that vineyard. You remember that time when God gave us this property, this vineyard to manage and take care of? So what if we actually kill God's own son, the inheritance is still going to be ours. Over time, those stories just took on a life all their own. And friends, that can happen to you and me. That can happen to our stories. Remember that time when I got my daughter baptized when she was just a baby? Boy, that was a great day, right? So what if now she's 12 and has spent more time in her life in a shopping mall than in church? Or that she can't tell the difference between Moses and Matthew because I have not taught her that. Remember that time when I became a member of that Lutheran church? The church that taught the truth of God's word without apology and without exception? So what if I couldn't actually articulate any of that truth because I haven't studied it, I haven't reviewed it in years or even decades? Hey, remember that time when we started that new church in that new place with just a few people? And everyone chipped in, everyone did their part, and God really blessed it. So what if 15 years down the road, I figure as though I've paid my dues, I've done my time, Now it's time to focus on me and what I want with my time and my energy and my money. Other people can support the work of the gospel. Yes, we can do the very same thing that those people of Israel did. Our stories take on a life of their own. And instead of having our stories be based on something that God has actually done in his power, our stories become based on some imaginative, superficial, superstitious connection to God. We live in the past. We end up just as arrogant as these tenants in this parable that Jesus told. So what if I mistreat God's Son each and every day with my selfishness, my greed, my worldliness, my materialism, I know that the inheritance still belongs to me. And so, friends, that's why it's important that we do what we do, that we stand before God and we tell those unpleasant stories and recall those bad memories. That's exactly why God said to his people what he said. Immediately 
after telling them what he was going to do, that he was going to bring them back from exile, God wanted them to know why he was going to do it. And contrary to what they thought, it had nothing to do with their bloodline. It had nothing to do with the sacrifices that they offered or the festivals that they commemorated. In fact, as God points out through Isaiah, the only thing that they had been bringing to God was their sin. They had been weighing God down with their sin and wearing him out with their rebellion. And so the reason God was going to do this great thing was not because they deserved it, but simply because of his love. And that's the important lesson that you and I learn every single time we stand before God and tell those unpleasant stories, confess our sins to God. We remember that the things that God does in our lives are not in any way because we have earned or deserved them. Instead, we are entirely dependent on God's unconditional mercy. If our stories were based on that imaginary, superficial connection to God, if we were still living in the past, those, those stories would be false. They would be nothing more than a bunch of lies. But here's the second thing that this lesson teaches us. You see, not only does God's might never end, God's mercy never ends. And so not only do God's people always have new stories to tell, God's people always have true stories to tell. In fact, come to think of it, do you remember that time when God brought you from this earthly life safely to eternal life? Do you remember that time when he called out to your dead body in the grave and told you to wake up and live forever? Do you remember that time when he gave you your inheritance, that eternal paradise in heaven? How can you be 100% confident that those stories will one day be your stories? Well, it's because all of God's stories, whether they're in the past, the present, or the future, all of God's stories, everything that God does for us is entirely dependent on his mercy and Christ's merit, not ours. In fact, here's the amazing thing about what follows in this book of Isaiah, the very next verse after our lesson. Not only does God tell his people to forget the former things, not to live in the past, God himself, the God who knows all and sees all, promises to forget all of our sins. In other words, you can be absolutely confident that when you stand before God in judgment, remember that time, is something that you will never hear him say. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.